Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pod and Gore, your sporadic one-stop shop for all things or horror. We are your hosts. My name is Brandon. And my name is Justin. And welcome to the show. Holler. I almost <laughs> said Jeremy. Yeah, I'm sure you weird. did. I went... Because you're, you're, you're seeing it on the Zooms, huh? <laughs> yep. That yeah. was like... I was going to mess with back. We might have to change that to host. <laughs> but uh, how you doing, man? How you feeling? You feeling better? Yeah, not too bad. It's been a long several years, but you know, it's uh, it's all good. Mm. good. We apologize. I'm doing all right. I'm really tired. I'm really worn yeah. out, but plugging away, man. Yeah. I got... I got all Having my... to stay up that late to, to watch this, that's a double whammy of it, just misery. It was. I just... <laughs> so, I have to get my house stuff done. I got all the new stuff for my computer, um, my new gaming rig. I can't wait to put it together and dive into it, but I have to get the house done. And I'm this close. Sure. And obviously not that close, because I wouldn't have my camera blurred for you if it was not obviously. that bad. But... Um, that's not what we're here for. Um, we do apologize for not getting you our bonus, um, our kind of middle-of-the-month content. Um, I've been busy. Justin was ill. Yep. Like, not not good. And so, yep. um, as much as we want to get together and hang out with you guys, um, we have to kind of put self-care in, in, in that mix, which is what happened. And so... Yep. As you can tell by the title of the episode, this is not what we said it was going to be because mm-hmm. it paired in with my, it being my pick paired in with my movie pick. And so mm-hmm. we're going to throw a curveball. Um, I think, I think uh, next month or, or next round we'll, we'll resume that, um, yeah. try to get back on track a little bit, but as you can see, this has nothing to do with remakes, reboots, requels, anything like that. We are talking about Fear Street Part 1, 1994. Justin, before I talk about it, what are your initial thoughts? Because I know you're waiting to hear mine. Um, I think that it's garbage soup. You I think really? Because <laughs> you're like, I hope you liked it as much as I did. It was uh, that, that was sarcasm that I thought that you picked up on. Okay, I, I, I wasn't sure, dude. It's early. I've been up for 37 minutes. Um, for like three hours. So. Yeah. I, well, yeah. If I wouldn't have been up until almost 2 o'clock in the morning, I would have been too. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, It. Um, I like the beginning scene. Oh, I was yeah. like, okay, this is not bad. All right. I liked parts of the grocery store thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I I like the ending kind of, but the rest of the movie is just terrible. That is I like I. That's fair because I'm actually kind of in that same camp with you. I s- finally got the wife. We're watching Stranger Things. We're getting caught mm-hmm. up. We're almost done with season three, so that way we can get into season four. So that way we can be ready for when the part two of season four comes out. Right. Yeah. I um, need to do that. Yeah, I've been enjoying it, but the thing is, is with the, when this movie starts out, because it has um, Maya Hawk as Heather in the opening scene, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm I'm kind of digging her as an actress. Like, I liked yeah. her as Robin in Stranger Things. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm, you know, she does a good job, 
And then I'm, you know, looking at the posters for the the, the part two and part three and all that. And then I see um, Sadie Sink, who is Maxine from Stranger Things. And so I'm like, oh, I'm wondering if this is just kind of like, they're like, hey, we need kids that, you know, can act and they're, mm-hmm. can, you know, do horror stuff. So let's just Stranger Things poach kind of. Um, I had a hard time getting, like, staying interested in the movie a, it didn't help that it was 12.30, you know, in the morning. Um, and I'm, like, three fucking bat squatches in. I'm just like, okay. I like the look of it. It really does feel, you know, kind of like it is from 1994. Like, it has, like, mm-hmm. a Scream, Urban Legend, 90s slasher-esque vibe to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It was shot well. It looked good. Yeah. I just... Yeah, there was, like, every time I would, like, really try to get into it, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, there's just, like, the story's just too much. Like, like, and I mean, maybe it'll help when we see part two and three, because they are Mm -hmm. all intertwined, like, the guy with the axe is the Camp Nightwing killer, which is part two. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, like... I like the idea of doing this trilogy, and I mean, I guess yeah. I guess they're based on books. I forgot that. Yeah. You want to get? And something? I like R.L. Stein. I mean, yeah. I'm a huge Goosebumps fan. I got a whole collection and shit. And mm. so when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, okay, you know, something." And I thought I had heard good things about. Yeah, this, same here. But... That's kind of why I was. I almost did It Follows. I was this close because I've heard good things about that also. Like that really good. good things. I just watched that during my giant horror binge while I was oh, at that, home. That's right. It was good. Okay. About a lot better than I thought it'd be, given okay. the premise. Yeah, um, that's why I was like, I don't... Like, yeah, I mean, it sounds I've, okay. I've avoided watching it for so long because of the premise. It sounds stupid. And, like, yeah. <laughs> like sexually and, transmitted curses. It, was, <laughs> yeah, but then I was like, oh, this is actually really fucking good. Like, yeah, we'll have to cover it soon, because I've yeah. been hearing nothing but good things about it. Yeah. And now it's that you... It's not what you... It, it's what you think, but not as lascivious as you. it sounds. Okay, that's fair. Because okay. that's when I told my wife about it, I was like, oh, so it's just going to be a bunch of sex scenes, you know, the whole movie. And I was like, I don't know. And it wasn't. That's okay. not really the thing. Right. But okay. Because I watched the trailer and I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. kind of get this weird pulse vibe, but okay. But yeah, this was, the writing was bad. The acting was bad. I hated all the characters. I wanted all of them to die. It was a really cool idea. I mean, the idea of a witch putting a curse on the town and then like possessing a person and making them a mass murderer right to grow fear and shit like that's really cool but then they kind of abandon that because that doesn't really make sense given that now they're all like why did the the mall thing happen if the rest of the movie is they're just chasing after this one girl yeah, because, because they disturbed the bones. So why yeah, did she that disturbed all those the bones. Times? Yeah, Heather didn't do. But see the. So that's the thing that, um, and I mean, we're not like no spoilers. Like if you haven't, mm. it's been out for a little bit. If you haven't seen it, we advise that you pause this, watch yeah. it, come back to it. Maybe comment on our social medias. Let us know what you think about it. Um, mm-hmm. So the thing is, though, is that when she, in the very beginning with Heather, when she is killed, she's killed by Ryan. Like, Ryan was right. alive. Like, like yeah. I there, but there was no explanation about what his motive was. 
they made it seem like he was possessed. Like, if you look at his eyes when they took off the mask, like, he looked possessed to me. So similar to, like, what happens at the end of the movie when uh, Sam is trying to kill Dina. Right. Okay. But why? There's reason there, though. Like, why, why, yeah, why is Ryan trying to kill Heather? Because they were friendly. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie. And then, like, I don't know if they did it for shock value or for, like, let's hmm. throw a twist right out the gate. Yeah. I, it's, it has a lot of potential, but it, what I kept thinking was, this reminds me of all the worst parts of a 90s movie. Like, they took, <laughs> it's like they're trying to celebrate 90s horror, which is great. You know, we, yeah. American Horror Story 1984 did the same thing. But it was really good. It celebrated the good parts of 80s horror and left the garbage out. Yeah. This did the exact opposite. Right. Like, well, all so- the good things that we love about 90s horror were kind of, like, mentioned, but all the crap that makes us hate 90s horror is just front and center. <laughs> right. So, the, so like, when we talk about, um, like, there was no characters in this in this movie that you liked at all, because I, I, I was fine with two of them. I I didn't mind the kid that, you know, was the exposition dumpster who feel you know, it's, he's the one who knows the whole thing. Yeah. He's talking uh, to the he, random Josh. Witch. Yeah. yeah that, like, he was okay, I guess. But I had no issue. I, I liked him and then Maya Hawk. Like, she wasn't even in the movie well, long yeah, enough yeah, for it to I mean, be... She wasn't yeah, even in the movie long her, enough so. to be bad, though. Yeah. So I, she was fine, but who cares? She was in the opening. Like, she's the Drew Barrymore. Like, it doesn't... Uh, yeah. matter if she's good or not because she's right. dead and it's, it's whatever <laughs> uh, you, oh yes i know but by like, the end I, of the movie i was saying to my wife like i just want all of these people to die like i i can't remember the last movie i said that on but it well, was like I, I hate all of these characters so i'm gonna throw this out there like i felt like i don't know i i was Emo- like i I, w- I don't know if emotionally invested is the right term i want to use but i did find myself in that position with when Josh's character, you know, because he's that nerdy kid who's hanging down in his basement. He's talking to people mm-hmm. on, you know, chat rooms. That AOL. was me. Huh? Yeah. On AOL. Well, yeah, AOL. that was me when I was younger, right? right? I didn't I didn't have the girlfriends, stuff like that. Maybe when I was his sure. age, early teens, whatever. But, like, when his him and Kate's character kind of intertwined and then, you know... You just kind of feel happy. He's like, oh man, you know, he he probably did it. She like, she sure, she, she may be annoying, but you know, you're happy for him. And I mean, as soon as she got thrown onto that table, <clears throat> excuse me, I was like, sorry, Josh. <laughs> like, well, that's, um, by that point, like I was happy for him, but I knew it was coming, so I didn't care. Like mm-hmm. it was so obvious that that's what was going to happen. Right. That it was just like, okay, I did love her death. Yeah. That was great. That was pretty disgusting. fucking cool. But that's, and then when What's-His-Face, who I hated from the first time he spoke, got axed in the head right yeah. after. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that one-two punch, like, that's that's great. Yeah. But it was too, you know, too late, too little too late for me to be like, oh, this is going to turn around. Like, no, it's like, that scene's great. The opening's great. The ending's not bad. Right, and so... But I don't I'm, fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. So, like... 
There's a lot of things. About, so I'm not going to go through my notes because I feel like we're doing a pretty good job just riffing off of this right now. Yeah. But Do you have production shit you want to talk about? Sure. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. I got it all pulled up. Okay. I just, with taking my notes, I'm going to talk about a few of the things that I do like. And we've mm-hmm. already kind of touched on them a little bit. I'm not like I basically took notes old school style, but that's because mm-hmm. I was so tired and I'm like, I'm going to forget shit. But I'm not forgetting as much as I thought I was going to. But so the thing, things I liked about the movie, I really did like the beginning with the way that they were setting up the suspense, like with the books. And then um, this guy is really, he does kind of feel like a ghost face ripoff in the sense of mm-hmm. how quick, quick he moves. Like this dude's sprinting and he's running. Yeah. And like, I do like. You know, because he he goes to stab her, and she blocks it with the book, or not intentionally. But I thought that was great. But it was that was cool because it's like, oh shit, he got her, and then it's got into the book. (laughs) It's like, oh okay, that's really fucking cool. And her trying to escape was really great. It was seeing the guy dead in the chair who wasn't who I thought it was. Mm -hmm. It was just some dude. I thought it was the guy cleaning, but he shows up later. I guess. Yeah, he yeah he's arrested. Um, so I like that was all really cool and her death was awesome. It was very, it was, yeah. And that was one of the other things I was going to say that I did uh, like about it is that like when he is like, they're both on the ground, he stabs her and he still like has his hand on the knife, you know, he gets shot in the head and they just kind of, he falls down next to her and he's still holding onto the knife as she's like bleeding out essentially. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, I don't think I've really seen it like that like the one thing i will give credit to is some of the like that death the um, is a a meat slicer bread slicer whatever the fuck that thing was that you know that kate got like Mm -hmm. some of those you don't really see um and so i was like okay the guy the jock dickhead in the hospital when he got stabbed through the curtain yeah which upon further review doesn't make a lot of sense but whatever that was cool like, yeah. It was like, oh shit, I didn't see that coming. Well, was, yeah, it doesn't make sense because the killer was killing. But, so that's the thing, though, man, is like every time somebody dies and it's random or it's mm-hmm. not a part of the like the parameters that they set up, it's that skeleton face guy killing them. Like it's like which is the guy the kid from the beginning who got shot in the head and then they right. show him later and he has the bullet hole in his head. Right, but like when they show um when they show the Jason S character, when they show Ruby Lane, when they show um who's the other one? Was there there's three, right? There was and and I'm pretty sure I wrote it down. I don't I can I mean the the three is the dude Sack head guy and the girl. Like is Skull Mask a part of those three? Yeah, he's the dude with the bullet in his head. Okay. Um. So yeah, like whenever. I don't know, man. It's like they they did set rules and yeah, you know but they for the bent movie them to the point where it almost doesn't make sense. Like yeah, the they don't. The need, street, but they don't adhere to their own. Yeah, when the the kid that I don't like walks up to the girl. Who's you know mm-hmm. just sitting on the sidewalk and she just freaks out and attacks him like that's awesome scene that's great yeah, it's like, a great oh, scene shit. but like, also at the same time like well it's I, like she he had the shirt on with the blood on it and therefore she was drawn to him oh that's right I was drawn to the blood but like another another parameter set <laughs> like 
I did Which, like they were watching know, Jaws. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, that you know that one's fine, but it's like so. Did the jock guy have blood on him, or something? Her scent on him, and that's why they killed him. But then uh, why didn't they kill the main girl? Why did they walk down the hallway in front of like four people? That's yeah. That's the confusing part about like, it because it's like. They said it to like when they're like they're after the one person, they ignore everybody else. Yeah. But other people keep dying. So that's the thing I'm with you on that. I'm having a hard time wrapping around where those people fall under the kills counter. And then they show the main girl's shoe and it has blood on it. It's like really? Like that's a lot it's not like a drop. It's like it a decent a amount lot of blood. Yeah, like you didn't notice that on your white shoe that yeah. it was like just caked in her blood. Like, really? Yeah. Blood splash con uh, converse. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the one another thing I, I I did like about this movie is the soundtrack. Yeah, this takes me back. It had some I kept really about that too. I was really like, good I, songs. I, I love. Yeah, I, I a lot of the ones I liked the most they cut quickly away from. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, that's okay, but. Yeah, it was definitely a good soundtrack. You know, it's an '80s movie when they got Machine Head by Bush playing. I'm like, yes, dude. Okay, I I never get tired of hearing that riff. It's so good. Um, so since we're really just kind of talking the movie now, we're I guess we'll do it. We'll do it backwards. I will get into the production notes after we're you know finished talking about our thoughts here. Um, so the thing that I I guess I saw coming also but i didn't really think about it too hard was they're like okay you know they're after you and then they're like okay we need to kill you and then bring Mm -hmm. you back to life and in which they do so like they drown sam in the lobster tank right just before they get there they're about to kill him um you know it's fine yeah typical poor whatever yeah, uh, and thinking that an EpiPen is going to save a drowning was an interesting choice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. I don't think that's how that works at all either. Because there, she stabbed her, she seven times with those adrenaline pens. Yeah. Seven. Like, after the first two, you go. Maybe this is not the thing that. It, it's so dumb. It's like I mean, and what's sad is that that's how stupid kids would be. In that situation, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But it's I... like she didn't die from the drugs. The pen would have worked if she died from the drugs, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, or but something else where her heart stopped. Like, no, yeah. her lungs are full of water. Yeah. But then when you she when just... they finally start <laughs> doing the fucking CPR, yeah. and then she's like, <clears throat> like she's yeah. fucking foam out her mouth, like. Okay, like I expected water to come out, like what happens yeah. when somebody drowns, but no, she looked like she had rabies. <laughs> I mean, you could say that because of the, because I mean, she would have like maybe puked a little or whatever, so she was getting up some of the drugs too. So the sure. foam didn't, the foam didn't bother me as much as it like didn't... you just drowned her and you think that an EpiPen is going to work. Yeah, that, like that's not, a, that's not how that works. <laughs> it's the really real world. There ain't no coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I it, I had the, issues the stupid with stupid gaps in logic and the it's just like I said it's it's the bad writing, it's the bad acting. It's none of these characters are redemptive in any way. Like the three main ones are douchebags from the second we see them. 
And so and I'm curious. Everything they do afterwards is just worse. I'm curious to like I never read these books, so I'm curious because yeah, I, mean, I did see something. Um, like a review or something talking about it saying that it was praised about how close it stayed to the source material. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I mean, it, it, you know, feels like a goosebumps R.L. Stein kind of situation, yeah. but I don't think I, I, I don't know. He's pumped out like 783 books. I'm pretty sure he's a better writer than what we got in this movie. And so I'm kind of, I'm really kind of curious to see how um, that plays out between the two. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, um, I don't really have a whole lot else that I could really go into with the movie on that. Do you have any closing thoughts on that before we get into the productions? I don't think so. I mean, what's what's irritating because at the end they showed the trailer for the next one, and these all came out within. There's three of them, and they all came out within like two three months of each other well yeah they, they yeah. dropped weekly uh, yeah. i'll talk about that here in a second but yeah you're right and the next one actually looks interesting yes it's it like you kind of sucker me into going well maybe the next one's better but what's what sucks about this like i said at the beginning it's a cool idea mm -hmm. the idea of a witch that is possessing people in the town and you know, making them kill each other and whatever to create this element of fear that goes on throughout the entire thing. Like, that's all right. really cool. But it's handled badly. So as cool mm -hmm. as the next one looks, is it going to be as shitty as this one? Probably. Yeah, I'm definitely curious the, about the, it because I'm with you on that. Because I am going to yeah, have to watch them now. Cause the fundamental trilogy. problem of this is the writing and the acting. Mm -hmm. And if the same people are in all three the problem's not going to get resolved especially when it came out weekly right it's not like oh the first one came out people didn't like this let's change it and make the next one better it's we made all three of these at once more or less here they are and you get what you get yeah that's fair so if you're curious to watch these movies and you're still listening to them and you hadn't watch them they are available on netflix um they came out last year um, about an hour, hour 40, not, no, not too crazy. Um, yeah. too long for how bad it is, <clears throat> but it's, uh, it's doable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Fear Street part one, 1994 is a, a 2021 American slasher film directed by Lee Janiak, Janiak with a script co-written by Phil Grazi, Graziati, Graziati. Right. Um, and Janiak, uh, from the original story by Kyle Allen and the two, I'm not going to say their names again, uh, based on the book series by the same name by R.L. Stein, it is the first installment of the, of the Fear Street trilogy that stars Kiana Madeira, God, I think some, some names to pronounce, Olivia Scott Welch, Benjamin Flores Jr., Julia Raywald, Fred Heichinger. Ashley Zuckerman, Daryl Britt Gibson, and Maya Hawk. The film follows a group of teenagers in Shadyville who are terrorized by an ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued their town for centuries. Uh, so, development um, on a on a development of the film based on Fear Street began in 1997 when Hollywood Pictures. Acquired 
acquired the rights to the series, but the project never materialized. The project re-entered development at 20th Century Fox in 2015, with Janiac hired to direct and rewrite Killen's script with um, Graziati um, in 2017. Produced by Chernin Entertainment, filming for the trilogy took place back-to-back from March to September of 2019 in Georgia, with the film set for a theatrical release in June of 2020. However, the trilogy was pulled from the schedule due to the COVID pandemic. Following the acquisition of 21st Century Fox by Disney, Chernin Entertainment ended their distribution deal with 20th Century Studios and gave distribution rights to Netflix in August of 2020. Fear Street Part 1, 1994, premiered at the Los Angeles State Historic Park on June 28, 2021, and was released on Netflix on July 2, 2021. With the other entries, Part 2, 1978, and Part 3, 1666, released weekly, the film received generally positive reviews from critics who praised the performances of the cast the horror elements really? and faithfulness to the source source material what's that two out of three <laughs> <laughs> if, if people praised the cast on this that's um i mean it's 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 critics can you really trust the critics because yes. i don't i i don't know um <clears throat> so we already talked about the plot Quite a bit, the cast. Um, so, in uh, October of 1997, Hollywood Pictures struck a deal to acquire Fear, the Fear Street books, which were set to be developed with Parachute Entertainment as a Scream-like feature franchise. Developments never materialized. On October 9th, 2015, it was announced that a film based on R.L. Stein's Fear Street series was being developed by 20th Century Studios, then known as 20th Century Fox, before its Disney acquisition, <clears throat> and Chernin Entertainment. And on February 13th, 2017, Kyle Killen was hired as screenwriter. In July, the project was announced as a trilogy of films set in different time periods, with Janiac, who had previously directed the 2014 horror film Honeymoon, set to direct, as well as rewrite with her partner, Phil Graziati. The Graziati. The Hollywood Reporter stated that the trilogy would be shot back-to-back, with the films released one month apart. In February 2019, it was reported that Kiana Madeira and Olivia Welch would be starring in the film as lesbian teenagers, trying to navigate their rocky relationship when they're targeted by crazy horrors of their small town Shadyside, or Shittyside, if you live there. In March of 2019, Benjamin Flores Jr., Ashley Zuckerman, Fred um, Hetchinger, Julia Raywald, and Jeremy Ford joined the cast. In May... Daryl Britt Gibson was announced as a cast member, and Maya Hawk, Jordana Spiro, and Jordan Di Natale also joined the cast. In March of 2019, began filming in Atlanta and East Point, Georgia. Several um, vacant storefronts in the North DeKalb Mall in Georgia were renovated so that they could be used for filming. Um, Casual Corner, Software, etc., B. Dalton Bookseller, Musicland, and Gadzooks were placed um, 
Production also took place at Hard Labor Creek State Park in Rutledge, uh, Rutledge in August of 2019, and filming wrapped in September. Um, as we said, the reception um, or the release of the film was delayed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and so in April 2020, Turner Entertainment ended their distribution deal with 20th Century Studios and made a multi-year first-look deal with Netflix. By August of 2020, Netflix acquired the distribution rights to the trilogy, and the film was released in July. Um, there's a whole lot about reception, but we kind of gave you our thoughts and feelings and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, like our reception to it. Um, so, what is it here? Okay, I'm, I'm going to throw this out here, even though we know the weight that it necessarily holds or does not hold. But Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds an approval rating based on, can you guess, how many percent? Well, guess a percentage. Given your shock and awe, I'm going to go in the 80s. 83%. Gross. With an, with an average rating of 7 out of 10. Like... And there are much worse movies out there. I mean, I know we crapped on this a lot, but it's just nothing. Like, I, that's my kind of issue with it is it's not good and it's not bad enough to be good. Like, I've, I like some really shitty, stupid horror movies. That's part of the fun of liking horror movies is yeah. you watch the ones that are just doofy as shit and you find your joy out of it. But I almost picked fucking Slumber Party Massacre. I was this close. I was looking through it or Chopping Mall. I was gonna, I was in I the mood for some had. sort. I was in the mood for some sort of slasher. Is yeah. what we ended up with. Sorry. And <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just nothing, and that that's what pissed me off about it. Really, is that there were those three moments that we talked about mm-hmm. that showed a spark of something but nothing panned out and none of it really amounted to anything and so at the end of it it just felt like a waste of two hours yeah i mean i yeah i'm kind of with you on that one um so let's see there it was actually yeah okay so the uh, 2022 fangoria chainsaw awards it was Nominate. Um, it it won a chainsaw award for best kill with the bread slicer, as it should. That was pretty goddamn was cool. Fair. The Portland Critics Association Awards in 2021 nominated it for best horror feature. Did not win. Good. And then reframe a 2022 um, feature. Oh, it says it won best feature for that reframe stamp. Whatever the fuck that means. So I mean, it was nominated twice. Won once. Or nominated three times, one twice. Um, one of those. So, like I said, there's not really a whole lot on here of that. The tagline, three movies, three weeks, one killer story. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> um, so, let's see here. Yeah, the, the, the soundtrack was pretty sick. Let's see if there's anything yeah. else in there. Hour 47 minutes. It didn't really talk about budget a whole lot. I know mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking about it. So I guess we can talk about some fun facts. We got some fun yeah, facts for good. it. Um, there's not a whole lot, so we can breeze through these. Okay. In the opening scene, the bookstore shelves are filled with Fear Street books with the author listed as Robert Lawrence. The letters RL and RL Stein's name stand for Robert Lawrence. I did not know that. 
I didn't either. I read that last night. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so the Fear Street book the woman buys at the store from Heather is The Wrong Number. It was originally published on March 1st, 1990 by Simon Pulse. It is the fifth, uh, fifth book in the original Fear Street series. The main character in this book is named Dina. Um, Skullface's costume was inspired by R.L. Stein's Halloween Night 2 from the Point Horror book series. Um, despite the film's title, Fear Street, the movie is focused on murders that happen in Shadyside as a whole. The actual street in the title has not yet been shown or even mentioned. So the th- But also the thing with that is it was Fear, like F-I-E-R, like that was the, Sarah's last name, who was the witch. And yeah. so, um, we'll get to that point. So, uh, the, the town of Shadyside, Ohio really exists. It is considering, it is considered a part of Wheeling, West Virginia statistical area. However, there were no, Euro, no European settlers in the area until 1879. Ohio was itself not settled by Europeans until after the American revolution. And there were never any witch hangings in that state. Uh, so close. <laughs> <laughs> the neighbor that uh, Kate drops off her babysitting charges with is Nurse Mary Lane, Ruby Lane's mother. She is only seen briefly in this movie, but has a larger part in the second movie, the trilogy. Mm-hmm. I like the, the I like this next one quite a bit. As Josh walks past Kate in the hallway, he recites one of the variations of the popular Konami code: up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. <laughs> the ultimate cool. cheat code. Uh, there's only a couple left here. Um, despite taking place in 1994, there were several songs which are anachronistic. Um, only Happy When It Rains by Garbage and More Human Than Human by White Zombie weren't released until 1995. So when I was watching this, I like not that I know the release dates of these, like, um, sure. but I'm like, I wonder how many of these were actually released by 1994, technically. Yeah. Um, as per usual, not all. <laughs> and Your Woman by White Town wasn't released until 1997. Now, I knew this one was because I had this CD. The Machine Head by Bush was on their 1994 album, but wasn't released as a single until 1996. And Firestarter by, by The Prodigy wasn't released until 1996 either. So, virtually none of them. That's yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and I liked all the songs. I, I do, too. Like, it was one of the redeeming qualities of the movie. But, but it was... this also pays in line to the attention to detail. The, yeah. You know, just throwing darts at a board and hoping that they can connect them later. Like, I don't... Oh, this is 90s and people like this song. Let's use yeah. it. Never mind the fact that none of them could be listening to any of these songs because they wouldn't have been out yet. Yeah, exactly. So the director, Lee Janiak, was a teenager in 1994 and drew from her own personal experiences for inspiration. Like the characters in Shadyside, she is also from Ohio. Um, As we said, based on the R.L. Stein's Fear Street book series, one of the posters in Dina's room is the 10th anniversary of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which depicts RHPS characters' Barbie-style dolls on a four-tier chocolate cake. Um, Maya Hawk and Sadie Sink also appear together in Netflix's Stranger Things. We talked about that. Last one. In certain parts of the film, Josh says the Konami code. 
Um, it is a cheat code used by video game players in order to gain special powers during a game made by the company Konami. The first known use of this code was in um, the game Gradius in 1985. Um, let's see. Okay, so there's um, some spoilers in here. But this, so the opening scene is an homage to Scream, obviously. The camera work and even the way that he catches and stabs the girl mirrors the opening scene of Scream. Sure. Um, where did the other one go? When the, char- uh, when the character with the axe is trying to break through the door, the camera is placed on the floor exactly like Stan uh, Lee Kubrick did in The Shining when Jack Torrance is trapped inside the fridge. That's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some fun stuff. There's some goofs. If you're curious about them, IMDb's got it all. Um, Indeed. That's really... This episode, as short as it is, is more jam-packed with knowledge and information (laughs) and straight to the point like Fear Street should have been. Yes. And so... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's it's just unfortunate because, like I said, when I heard the, or read about the idea before I started, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Yeah. When they set out, you know, the opening was great. When they set out the premise with the witch and all that shit, I was like, "Oh, okay, this actually has some potential," but it was just wasted. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Every step. I'm glad because I, like I said, I didn't hit, I didn't pick up on your sarcasm, so I thought you really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, so yeah. This is one of our shortest episodes ever, and it's not for lack of content, but kind of, yes. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much I want to shit on this thing before I just get tired of it. Stylistically, it was shot well. It looked good. You just, (laughs) as much as you could polish a turn. It felt very much like a 90s horror. Yeah. I say, it's... It felt like a Scream knockoff. If it would have came out in, like, 2000, like... Mm-hmm. And, it, a, and and I know what you did last summer, or a faculty, or I'd rather watch. Summer. I know what you did last summer, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I just did. That's not very good. No. <laughs> I, hey, babe, let's leave it there. I, uh, I, I was thinking yeah. about that the other day. I was like, man, I kind of want to watch some things. I was like, I thought about doing the Purge, but I was like, you know, that's a March time movie. We'll wait. We'll wait till our March Madness, and we'll talk about yeah. it then. But yeah. it's out there. I mean, these things, I don't know how popular these movies are, but, you know, we've covered one. If we ever suffer a blow to the head, maybe we'll do one of the other ones. Well, but, my uh, thought process is I'm going to, because, I mean, there's plenty of sequels to movies that, we have, that we'd probably rather cover that we haven't yet opposed to doing this. Mm-hmm. At some point, I will watch the other ones, and if, like, I, if they're better, yeah. then I'll be like, hey, we probably should revisit this. Okay. I'll let you take the ball. I know you will. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's it. That's um, that's Fear Street Part 1, 1994. Justin, so we can get out of here and get on with our day. What, pray tell, have you selected for our next episode? Uh, well, I'm going a lot more brutal, a lot darker. Yes, it's not the changeling. Since... It's not the bad seed. We're, we're going... Yeah. I mean, it's still old, but it is uh, considered one of the more brutal old horror movies. Uh, sure. And it is The Last House on the left. Fuck yes, dude. Yes. That's perfect. 
I can still hear you. There you are. I was going to say, I can still hear you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Last House on the Left, that's awesome, dude, because I don't think I've seen the original. I think I've only seen the remake, which is perfect. Yeah, I I like the ending of the original better because the ending of the remake is a little wacky. Mm. um, I've only seen it once, and it's been a long time. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's it's a super brutal movie. It's one of those that you just kind of cringe and yep. fair. Kind of like watching I Spit on Your Grave. You're like, oh, yeah, God. Yeah, it's exactly that. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I mean, they're basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. yeah, that's, that's my next one. I'm excited for that one. Let's take it back. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, until then, like I said, we apologize that we made, that, you know, we weren't able to get more uh, out to you this month and... When we did, it was a lot shorter, but quality over quantity, I always say. Uh, mm-hmm. We want to thank you for joining us. Um, as always, um, your patience is appreciated. Um, we will be back next episode with um, The Last House on the Left, which mm-hmm. inspired the wildly popular podcast, The Last Podcast on the Left, which has kind of got me into wanting to do stuff like this. And so... Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Until then, you can reach us on all of our social medias. We're on Facebook, uh, Pod and Gore Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Gore underscore Pod Gore. You can find us on Instagram. I, dude, I was rolling and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm not going to mess this one up. And I did. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Gore underscore Pod. At first, mm-hmm. I thought it was at underscore yeah uh, i fucked myself up with the underscore um you can find us on the slasher app um we hang out there you can email us at podandgore@gmail.com. um anywhere we post um you can reach out you can message us you can um give us your feedbacks if you think that we are completely off topic off base out in left field which i understand because i've been playing softball lately um i get it let us know we'd love to hear your thoughts on why you think that we are wrong and then justin can argue with you from there uh no new if there's a movie you want us to cover let us know yeah absolutely we'll we'll definitely fit it in i'm excited because with you picking what you're picking for your next episode that blends in perfectly with what my original ideas were so i'm excited for next month (laughs) what's that it was not intentional. No, but, but it uh, fucking works out. Things, yeah. you know, I love it when a plan comes together. Things happen for a reason. But until now then... I just need to actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> don't get sick. And I'll be done with my house by then. So we should be okay. Uh, all right. So all the fun stuff, I'm not going to say it again. All right. But we will see you guys next week-ish with the last (laughs) house yeah next episode uh last house on the left thank you again for hanging out with us we've been your host my name is brandon and my name is Justin. we'll see you guys next time bye Bye bye-bye